RDTDaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. All right. What the hell is going on, everybody? Thank you so much for hanging out. This is Unapologetic Liberal Talk on the right side of history, decency, dignity, democracy, and humanity. Sorry I'm late again. I guess that's just the way it is. But if you're on the, if you're listening on Progressive Voices and it's Sunday, it doesn't matter. All right, so we have a very exciting show for this evening. We we have it's uh, we got a real guest coming on tonight. In the uh, he's going to call in around nine thirty. So um, I'm looking forward to that. It's, we're going to be talking to John Perkins, the author of Confessions of an economic hitman and he's had a very interesting life so i look forward to uh, to that conversation and uh, yeah i'm uh, i'm excited you know he's 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 talked to many um famous people and now he has the the joy of uh Really, one of, I guess, one of the items on his bucket list is being on Terror Buster. So, all right, all right. Well, uh, I have to keep an eye on the clock. So, I'm looking forward to uh, speaking to John soon. Hopefully, everything works. That's the other thing. It's a little nerve-wracking when I get an actual real guest on the show that I have to, I get, you know, I just make really not just make sure everything works but i pray everything works so all right but in the meantime let's just uh, get to work i wanted to but before i begin uh i do i wanted to remind everybody if you can become a patron patreon.com slash tara devlin link in the description all that stuff and uh also yeah i wanted to thank some supporters it's charles uh it's i'm very happy that Charlie is still with us. I had I didn't know what happened to Charlie. He all of a sudden I he didn't respond. I didn't I thought who the hell knows, you know. I always go to the worst case scenario, so I'm very happy that uh, Charlie, I mean, he still hasn't responded, but he donated to Tara Buster, so I guess he must be still here or listening so if you're listening charlie thank you and i don't know hope you're all right man really uh that's what's most important i'm glad that you're still in the fight and uh i do you know send you all my love so do so do the tarabuster community so we stick together we win that's how we roll around here and you you're important so Please be good to yourself, all right? And also, I want to thank Jonathan Duff, JD, for your a very generous donation. Thank you so much, JD. You certainly make things, well, you keep the show going and growing, but you make things interesting around here. Because JD is our, our friend from across the pond, the lucky bastard. So... I'm very jealous. If my granny never left the old country, I would have a different accent. And health health care, you know? So, 
All right. Uh, and Elizabeth, I want to thank you for your PayPal donation. And I have, I know you, you do it. You're a regular contributor. So thank you so much, Elizabeth, for thinking of me, thinking of the Tarabuster community. And on Dia, Dia Redmond, too. I just want to say thank you. Because I, you know, one of the things it's, um, these are, some uh, one-off PayPal supporters that I uh, I sometimes neglect to mention, and uh, because I'm always trying to push a thousand buttons, keep the show going with bubble gum, gum and a prayer. So thank you guys. We're in this together, and I yeah, let's roll, let's roll. I know I can't just do plugs the whole time until John calls in. All right, so where do we begin? All right. Yeah, what I want to talk about, I guess, before John gets here, is that Trump is a traitor, and they're really embracing the. He's really, you know. Remember how? Well, I, let me let me get. A, I can't get a full thought out, right? <laughs> so before the other thought barrels over the first thought that was coming out of my mouth. So, but remember how um, Obama supposedly was palling around with terrorists. And, I mean, everything is a confession or a projection. That is the truth. Because now that they, they are literally palling around with terrorists, with domestic terrorists. Obama wasn't, but the Republicans sure are. Trump sure is. And he is he's fully embracing the the traitors the january 6 traitors and you know the republic the the right wingers are they're in the they're in this coup they're all in the coup together and they're working to undermine the even the very notion of an insurrection and we've talked about it before on the show this is really getting on my nerves but, you know, I wish it was just tediously annoying, but it's dangerous, too, because they are there. This is who they are, you know, and they're honestly the only one of the consolations is that it's not going to age well in history's light. They're not going to come out looking good. We all see them for what they are and who they are. They are fascists they are you know they're not they are the domestic enemies the, that the founders warned us about that i and so many others wore a uniform you know took the oath of this country to protect and defend the the constitution of the united states against all enemies foreign and domestic and that's what they we we're talking about the people who they have nothing to offer so they they need to you know work on kicking people off the voting rolls of course they have to go go forward with their ongoing coup but also uh, manipulate the very notion of what it is, what an insurrection is no an insurrection isn't a peaceful protest it never was never will be and but the, what they're trying to do is minimize the entire uh, the, just the the and also confuse in the minds of some pe in this country who are very easily manipulated clearly 
uh, because they're still voting for these people. That's the other thing. How? How is this? E- how is this even a choice? You know. And the the last show I I had uh, the last show we were discussing it. How really uh, annoying the republic the well the corporate media is when they're dealing with the right wingers because they the corporate media normalizes these people. And it's uh, it's really not helping. Here's another example. Actually, I got I grabbed this clip because it got on my nerves. Let me see. Manchester, just about 90 minutes from now. This is the same guy that we were talking about. I think it is right when he was uh, interviewing the people on Staten Island. Uh, that was a, another um, example of what we were talking about last week, how they normalize, hey, who are you going to vote for? Trump? Are you going to vote for Trump? Or you're a Republican? As if this is just another choice somebody might make and not a, uh, you know, an endorsement of a party it, literally in the midst of a coup. Right? I mean, am I losing my mind here? Because this is what they're doing. They are endorsing or they're tacitly... Uh, well, I mean, obviously, the, the, the people that say they're going to vote for the right-wingers, they're, you know, supporting a party in the midst of a coup. But then the, the corporate media is sort of like saying that this is, there, there's no judgment on that choice. You know, interviewing them as if, hey, hey, man on the street, what do you, what do you think about, oh, you're a registered Republican, who are you going to vote for? Uh, DeSantis? You like DeSantis? You like that fascist, or you like the one in the in the middle of the coup? I mean, they're all in so, somewhat of a coup. All of them are in, uh, on board with anti-American, anti-democratic legislation and uh, and plots. Yes, but okay. Uh, who who you like better, the the this coup plotter or that coup plotter? I don't know. And, and it's like, I w- it's not just a plot. It's an, it's an action plan. So they're in the midst of, the, they're past the discussion p- phase of the coup. They're in the midst of the coup. And part of the coup, when, when all fascists take over a democratic government, they, they manipulate language. They gaslight the the people and frankly so do, so does the corporate media in this and what we're witnessing right now is corporate media gaslighting viewers into thinking that voting republican is rational all right, let's let's uh, play this. Let me. This see. is his, of course, first campaign event. Uh, we should note since he was arrested in New York, but also the first campaign event okay. for him since Joe Biden announced his reelection effort. Of course, Whoopie when you're looking at the primary here, there is a reality for every other potential Republican operation looking to take on Donald Trump. Is that Donald Trump's political operation has done this twice before already? When you're looking at a smaller state like New Hampshire and just a Republican electorate and the need to turn out and solidify support. They have done it in the past, and they intend to do it here again. Well, as the likes of Ron DeSantis, who is trying to build up an operation here, or other candidates like Nikki Haley, they're starting from scratch. And that is why, when you're looking at the sort of turnout here today... why Why are you legitimizing them? 
I don't know. Am I losing it here? This is what I'm I'm seeing when I watch this. I'm like, they're legitimizing the coup. They're sort of like uh, making it seem sort of innocuous. All right, and this is what I really wanted to get to. These ladies. Claudia, when I asked them about their support for Donald Trump, take a listen. Claudia. Had you guys considered anybody besides Trump nope. in the Republican race? No, nope. Trump's not nope. in. like DeSantis, like Nikki Haley or Tim Scott? DeSantis, I think, is okay, but he... Good job, but it's too soon to yeah, run for president. Yeah, he hasn't got, he hasn't got enough gumption and, in him. And that will, no. that will cut the Republican Party in half if he does. Party. Now, Chris, look at the polling here from the University of New Hampshire. Over the last four months, Ron DeSantis, while he pondered a presidential run himself, he was looking at actually building a base of potential support. But what you have seen over the last three months, according to that polling, is a 32 All right. point. Enough, enough. Who are these ladies? Yeah, no, he knows where the swamp creatures are. He knows who the enemies are. What enemies? Where the fuck do we live? What enemies are you talking about? The only enemy of the people are those who do things like call the press the enemy of the people. That's the enemy. The enemies are those who are kicking people off the voting rolls because they might vote Democratic. You know, like uh, Cleta Mitchell, the one who said, young people, oh, they sure got some nerve. They think they're going to just roll out of bed and vote. Yeah, he knows who, uh, who his enemies are. What's wrong with you ladies? You social security recipients, no doubt. You have the freedom. Thank you, Democrats to stand on a line and cheer a filthy fascist because of the socialist security that liberals fought for and Republicans have spent every waking moment from, from the time FDR signed the Social Security Act trying to eliminate you, the, the freedom to have a dignified retirement, to have a dignified life. That's who these people, that's who Republicans are. They, and they have nerve. They got nerve. The, the amnesia of these women. But that's, it's almost not, it's almost, we can't even fault them. Because why is this guy sticking a microphone in their faces when he should be educating them? Talking to them or or whatever the the airtime should be filled up not with uh, what are these two clearly malinformed misinformed and uh, delusional women clearly you know what they think what they think about the the coup plotter the guy who's in the middle of a coup. Let's get these Social Security recipients who are suffering some form of Stockholm Syndrome to give us an opinion on which coup-plotting fascist they support. 
in the election that the fascist is trying to steal. The, the election that the fascist undermined with the big lie and is uh, going to be indicted. I don't know when, but hopefully soon. I can't, I can't take it anymore. Hurry up, goddammit. This is what I'm talking about. It's, a, it's time to not enable these, the, 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 you know, the American fascist movement in this country. I guess it's it's we. I guess it's almost like a failure of our imagination to believe them. You know, when people show you who they are, believe them. Do we believe them? They're they're trying to overthrow the, the American experiment. It's just too woke for them. That's the problem. Democracy is too woke, especially a constitutionally limited democratic republic of nation of laws. You know, supposedly it's not just laws for me, not for thee, not just laws for the uh, the the people who weren't born with trust funds. Supposedly, I realize that's a stretch, but that's what we're trying to live up to. Yeah, that's the thing that the Republicans have a problem with. They don't like that laws also might apply to them sometimes, and that's when they cry foul. That's when they cry unfair. And, you know, uh, I got to play this. Where is it? I don't know if you saw. I mean, there's no there's no getting around it. This is a fascist movement, and they, they are very dangerous because they, they manipulate truth they they concoct their own truth like all fascist movements they are um they target minority groups they divide people they turn the american people i mean really literally into uh uh yeah uh, warring camps it's not just a a, a political party that has a different idea of how to have a uh, how to whatever whatever to promote policies that work for uh, for everyone make an economically vibrant upwardly mobile middle class majority yeah ha 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 I know that's not how that's not who these people are they are the the party that really they should change their slogan into the beatings will continue until morale improves. And everyone is, if everyone who isn't them is a target. And I'm, I'm not sure if you saw the Trump's Trump's, uh, whatever his, his video, you know, for his, um, where is it? His ad, his new ad, because they changed the slogan. Oh, the other thing, I, which I didn't grab, though, I wish I had, was Trump, you know, he said he retired Crooked Hillary. He, he made a big announcement with all these, to all the MAGA morons. He's like, oh, I we're, um I just want to, I have a major announcement. You know, this time it's not an F NFT. It's, uh, I'm going to not call Hillary crooked Hillary. I'm going to call Biden. He will now be crooked Biden. I mean, this is, are you kidding me? I came up with a nickname. This, this is their leader. 
This is who they think is a great leader? Because he came up with a sophomoric nickname for somebody? Well, anyway, so here's Trump's ad, and the th- and it's right out of the fascist playbook. It's make America great again for us. For us. Who's us? It's an invasion of America. Streets and flooded with poison. Wait, 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 wait. And the, the voice, the voiceover, the guy, he sounds like Trump's attorney now, the, the bully. You know, he said with who has the voice of Lurch or something, you know, he's and you know that Trump took him on as an attorney. Well, not just because, well, one of the reasons is because there are pretty um, not not too many attorneys that want to work with Trump. And he's certainly gone through them. You know, only the best people. He hires only the best, except when they they all leave and hate his guts or they're clowns. And then he starts bashing them as unfit and losers and whatever, you know, stupid looking and but he he's he likes this guy because he's got a very deep voice that's there's no doubt so this ad is almost on par with the guy's voice and it's so manipulative um and so typical of republicans it just screams you know, um misogyny really it's it screams the that, uh, you know, what I was saying, the beatings will continue until morale improves. And it's such a fascist ad that, and one of the characteristics of fascism is uh, rampant sexism. Of course they have to have a a guy with this voice that's uh, about to, sh- you know, he was going to show you who's boss. He's a man, you know. And, and when they talk about uh, strength and powerful, very powerful things, I'm so, pa- you know, Putin's powerful, strong and powerful. He's powerful, very strong vocabulary of powerful words. The, and they, they're, they're, what they're talking, what they're really covering up is the fact that they're weak they are weak as fuck weak tiny little weak cowardly traitors who lack the strength to function in a democracy you know because it takes strength to live in a diverse society you know that takes strength it takes strength of character to be able to evolve and live with people who maybe aren't like you. And that takes strength that if you feel that you're triggered and afraid of somebody or of, a, of somebody's culture, per se, to maybe learn about it, you know? They don't see the beauty in diversity. They think diversity is um, it's a challenge to everything that they are which is inadequate. That's the thing. They're afraid that we're going to all find out how inadequate they are, but they don't realize that we already know. But okay, here's the here's the ad. Of America. Streets flooded Incredible. with poison, killing yeah, millions. Really? Killing millions. Who killed millions? By the way, who killed millions? Trump. He managed 
to kill over a million Americans during the pandemic. We have the most appalling death rate here because of the right-wingers who vilified. They took a moment that it could have been a unifying moment, right? We're in this together. We all got to work together. It's It's your patriotic duty to give a shit about your fellow Americans. That's what patriotism is. And if that means wearing a mask in a grocery store, you do it because, you know, maybe you're you don't think you're going to get COVID. Who knows? Right. But somebody you might give it to somebody. You might carry it. You might somebody might have a pre-existing condition. Somebody might be the you know, you might kill somebody. And that's why we have over a million dead here and all of the Western world. We have the worst, the most appalling death rate here because of Trump and the Republicans. That's what that's. So when they talk about killing millions, they, 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 they are talking about themselves. It's another confession. And I love the, the, the ad, you know, I mean, the editing. Killing millions, jobs. Jobs. What is this? Fentanyl seas. I love and look at the uh, the graphic, right? Of course, it's very quick. You, it's hard to read, but you're supposed to be scared, scared, scared. Fentanyl seized. I don't understand what they think is so wrong with fentanyl being seized. So if fent- if the amount of fentanyl being seized is up, that's actually a good thing. So you're saying that fentanyl wasn't seized when Trump was in office because they let it through? And there's somebody getting, getting uh, you know, CPR. No content. We, we don't know what the hell is going on. According to that, I don't know where they think we all live. Where do they live? That's what I wonder. They, these people live in these uh, flyover states, right? Nobody would go there. No one in the world is dreaming of uh, flying to Jim Jordan's district unless they have business there, unless they got to rescue or do an intervention on somebody from a meth lab. So, you know, uh, I don't know what they're talking about. Where, where do they live? Is that maybe they're maybe that's it. Maybe they're talking about their themselves. Really, they their shithole states and the and the. Uh, communities that Republicans represent have higher murder rates, have higher crime rates. So I guess that's what they're talking about because I don't recognize what, you know, my city, my state. I don't know. Poison killing millions. Enemies and tyrants on opposite sides of the globe laugh at us. Of course, you know, out of context. What are they laughing at? Who knows? Maybe one of them laid a fart. They're laughing at us. They are laughing. Who? All right, let's just continue. The threat of nuclear annihilation once forgotten. Once forgotten, but Trump is revitalizing it. You realize he's, he's, uh, this, for whatever reason, Trump is talking about nuclear weapons and... He's as I I guess I don't know who somebody must have told him that we all have to be afraid of nuclear war now. Maybe he's 
sort of, um, you know, he's reminiscing about his childhood during the Cold War and duck and cover drills or something. And it's probably because... Well, now we have to, we'll just be on guard because you know that the MAGA morons will all be talking about that we're going to be murdered by nuclear weapons again, right? Because that's what they got to do. They got to fear, 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 be afraid, be afraid, be afraid. And what will their response to be afraid of nuclear annihilation be? What do you think the remedy that um, Republicans will propose? Um, I, okay, I'll take this one. It'll be more nuclear weapons, of course. It, will, it won't be um, removing or, uh, you know, it won't be disarming as we once tried to do all, all over the globe, right? to uh, uh to abolish nuclear weapons it won't be calls to do that it'll be we need to make more nuclear weapons right just like their answer to to shootings to massacred children is more ar-15s in the hands of untrained and unqualified kooks oh, i can't take it now real again and what is this? Did so? Um, who is so? Is that Biden? He tripped up the stairs. I don't even recognize. Who is that? Could be Clinton. It could be. So somebody trips. So on the uh, going up the stairs. So that means what? I don't know. Is Trump? I, I, we can show video of him. Walking down the stands, stairs, I mean, walking down a ramp like a, like a little old man holding on to the arm of a big, strong army dude. Looking like, I don't know, Mr. What was that from the Carol Burnett show? Mrs. Wiggins and the other guy. Become their strength. The global elitist who send your kids to war. Who tell you a woman is a man and a man is a woman. Dare you. Teach your Fuck you. I fucking, see? The 1% of the population who are trans are the Republican. The, it's the eternal Jew, you see. That's what they're doing. Just like there was the 1% of the population who were Jewish in Nazi Germany were the cause of everybody's problems. This is what we got now, you know, with the, our fascist movement. They, they can't take the Jew. I mean, even though they use dog whistles and vilify uh, the you know, Jewish people and anti-Semitic constantly pushing those buttons, right? And blowing those dog whistles. Hold on. We'll be right back. And so there's somebody moving a statue of, of Thomas Jefferson. God knows what it is, of course. And who are these? Oh, so somebody's um, blowing a kiss. And then there's, oh, gay people are walking. That's terrifying. Yeah. They're, well, people with rainbow flags. Their beliefs are alive. Oh, and they're also wearing masks. That's a... We gotta kill them, right? Country we need to divide this country. That's it. These people... It's us against them. It's morons against uh, 
well, I'm there the morons, and against the normal people who are capable of functioning in a free democratic society. I, I don't see what, what's so terrifying. So, oh, somebody's moving a statue. We have no idea what the context is. Their country, their faith, their beliefs. Oh, the faith, their beliefs. And then we, in juxtaposition with kids walking with rainbow flags or rainbow something, and that means that their, because their faith is very tiny, like they are, it's, and they, their faith, they don't listen to the words of the Savior they pretend to worship. They have to focus on their only holy obligation, which is gay bashing or LGBTQ bashing now, right? That's it. That's their only, their only, their only imperative is gay bashing. Their only holy obligation, their only sacrament is gay bashing in this faith of theirs. Because I guess that's easy for them, you know, because they're greed-centered and they can't stand diversity and they're, they, they lack the fundamental maturity to function in a free democratic society. So it's just easier to, to uh, project their hatred onto a giant cloud being that they pretend to worship and say that that's their faith. I mean, they really do have a sick faith. That's your religion. You know, why is it okay if your religion is uh, demanding that you hate a segment of the human race? That's not a religion. That's a, that's a sickness. Banning the Bible? Who's banning the Bible? Right? Of course, we know context. We don't know. It doesn't matter, though. But you, you see... Truth has a liberal bias. So does the American experiment. And that's why, according to right-wingers, it has to be destroyed. All right, hold on. Here we go. Their beliefs are a lie. They have corrupted every facet of American government. They have. Weaponized it against you. Weaponized it, meaning that you aren't allowed to misgender those normal people on Twitter, let's say, until Elon Musk bought it and unleashed hate. As we know, that's one of the, um, you know, one of the standards that Elon Musk did away with is now, you know, you, he unleashed bigotry and hatred against the targeted minority group du jour, trans people. While they watch our cities burn and violent crime skyrocket. What's going on there? Something's in Manhattan. Is that Manhattan? Okay. Uh, yeah. Someone got arrested. There's a rally. And there's somebody with a gun. Your families pay the price. Your family. You have a nice neighborhood. Your families pay the price. How do we, how are you paying the price? Except when Republicans are trying to cut your lifelines, trying to funnel more money into the arms of the rich. You're paying the price? Yeah, you're paying the price for the, for the Trump tax scam, that's for sure. 
And now the Republicans are coming for everything else. You're paying the price because Trump raised taxes on the working class. Yeah. Pay the price. Out of control inflation. Out of control inflation, which, of course, is the inflation is down and continues to go down for the past six months. But okay. It doesn't matter. Reality is anathema to these people. Wrecked. Wrecked. The economy is wrecked, according to them. Even though we have, I mean, the the lowest unemployment rate since how I don't know in my lifetime. This is Joe Biden's America. <laughs> Failing. He's looking down. But one man, oh, no. one movement oh, can yes. change all that for us. One movement. Put America, the middle class, first. The middle class first by putting it last. By making you able to say the N-word without some bitch getting in the way. Making you feel bad about it. And put the globalists, the elitist. The globalists. All these trigger words. The elitist. Now, he, and there's a clip from the UN, which, ironically enough, when Trump was at the UN, I'm tr- I don't know if you guys remember how they all laughed at him. You know, just how uh, the ad says, we're weak. Everyone's laughing at Joe Biden. No, honey, they laughed at you. You. Oh, shit, it's almost time. In their place, bring back pride and the American dream to let the world know, don't mess with us. One man focused on the true owners of this great land. The true owners. Can you believe that? The true owners. Everybody else is just an interloper, you see. Movement focused on the true priorities. What priorities? Making what? Uh, Attacking trans people, I guess. That's it. Great for us again. Wow. For us again. Making America great. It's an invasion. Well, let me see. What time is it here? It's an invasion. Well, John Perkins is supposed to be calling in any minute. But uh, as I said, remember how, well, just in this ad, he's like, everybody is laughing at us. Well, here's um, Trump at the, where was he? Trump, 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 Trump. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, here's uh, Trump at the UN. Today I stand before the United Nations General Assembly to share the extraordinary progress my administration has accomplished more than almost any administration in the history of our country. (laughs) America's so true. So true. Yeah. Didn't expect that reaction, but that's okay. gonna laugh at us never mind that they are that they laughed at us and let me ask you a question do you think that uh, you know he has he's talking about how everybody's laughing at us do you think that Putin laughs at him at Trump of course they do 
Putin, Kim Jong Un, all the world's dictators that he all that he loves, that he looks up to and wants to emulate, he they all laugh at him. They laugh at him more than I mean the other world leaders who also laughed at him. We remember when he was at the, where was it? I don't know. It was in uh, all the worlds, uh, G something or other. And um, where was it? The Canadian prime minister. They, they had them on tape and they were all discussing. It was, uh, it was Macron. It was Trudeau. And uh, I think the Danish prime minister and they were standing around talking about how Trump is a had a 40 minute press conference and and acted like a buffoon. And they were all laughing. They were like, he said, my jaw was on the floor because of the they you just can't believe. Excuse me. The stupidity that comes out of out of a grown man's mouth and. Then remember how Trump was very upset by that. He also he was you know because he, he thinks that he's some he has some kind of personal connection with these with the world's dictators and uh, and and tyrants and if those if you're not you know if you have a friendship with them of course they'll never stab you in the back. All right, hold on a second. Let me see. We have a very special guest tonight. As I was telling you, I just got to look at the time. Hold on. Because the let me pick John up. John Perkins, author of An Economic Hitman. I could see that we're going to hit a break any second now. So I know John's on the phone. So I'm going to get him. We're going to wait for the break. <laughs> Maybe I'm not timing it properly, but. As soon as the music starts, hold on. Yeah, he is a loathsome creature. Terry, thank you on the chat. It's just, uh, it's an embarrassment. So after this break, we're going to talk with economic hitman John Perkins. It's going to be good. Hold on. All right, we're back. We're back. Tara Buster, unapologetic liberal talk on the phone. We're talking with John Perkins, the author of Confessions of an Economic Hitman. How you doing, John? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Oh. I can hear yes, you. Can yes, you hear me, yes. Tara? All right. Very good. I'm, I always have to hold my breath to see if everything, all the bells and whistles are working. But thank you so much for calling in, John. And uh, I, mean, I was, I'm very impressed and I was really looking forward to talking with you I mean you've you've been on uh, TED talks you've had you've been on democracy now you've you've talked with dictators presidents prime ministers and now um, I guess you have Tarabuster on your bucket list so thank you <laughs> you're uh, you you've you've made it you finally yeah, I'm talking with you you <laughs> finally made it <laughs> That's the best. Yeah, right. Yeah. Although I, I got to say, just before the break, what I heard you saying was, we're going to be talking to John Perkins. And then the next thing I heard is you say, oh, yes, he is a despicable no, not character. You. I was talking about Trump. 
<laughs> oh, that's so funny. That could. You're right. You're right. You're right. It could have. If you weren't, it was <laughs> taken out of context. That's so funny. No, we were. It was somebody on the chat calling Trump it was, it was, a it despicable. Was yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I just want to clear that up. Who were you, who were you calling? We, we were talking about. Who were you we were talking about Trump because we were just pl playing his. Oh, uh, who's oh that? God, who's, I who's know. That? Who's Trump? I, know. I wish. I, I really do wish that was a legitimate question. Who's Trump? Right? I mean, wouldn't that be a dream world? Well, I think it is a, it is a legitimate mm. question. But I mean, <laughs> who is Trump? Who is? I guess that, that's the question philosophers will be discussing for years, really, right? It's. Uh, I I wish that you know the he was somebody that wasn't always on the top of everyone's mind. It's uh, yeah, it's just a very disgusting. Yeah, he is. He's a despicable person. We were just playing the ad for. Um, his whatever make america great again for us so that's what you know so and our one of our uh, guys on the chat was uh, saying he's despicable not you john so um anyway <laughs> just, right, but i wanted to uh, that's great no thank you for pointing that out because um, also i didn't want anyone who was listening to think that too, if that yeah, that it was taken out of context. <laughs> no, I don't think they did. I was just, I was just <laughs> right, right. Uh -huh. Well, so let me ask you. So thank you. I've, I this 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 book, Confessions of an Economic Hitman, is on the New York Times bestseller list. This is the third edition, and can you explain just for those who um, haven't seen you or read your your um, your books and your and know about your work? What is an economic hitman? Sure, I'd be happy to, Sarah. But just before I do, I just want to point out that this third, it, it, this third book, and it's really a trilogy of economic hitmen. This one's about China's economic hitmen, and and what we have to do to stop all we, the whole economic hitman strategy, which is destroying life on on our planet as we know it. So anyway, the, the first edition, which which came out uh, around two thousand, when was it? Two thousand four, two thousand five. I talked about what I did as an economic hitman, and basically, well, I was chief economist was my real title. I had a big consulting firm out of Boston. My job was to identify countries that had resources our corporations want or wanted, like oil, and uh, then arrange huge loans to that country from the World Bank or one of its sister organizations. Uh, what's known as the Washington Consensus. <laughs> and But the money never actually went to the country. Instead, it went to our own corporations to build big infrastructure projects in the country, things like power plants and industrial parks and highways and ports, things that benefited a few wealthy families, the ones who own the industries and the businesses that benefited from the infrastructure. But the majority of people actually suffered because money was <clears throat> diverted from education, health care, and other social services to pay off the interest on the on the loans. And in the end, the, the principal usually couldn't be repaid. And so we go back and say, usually in the form of the, uh, the International Monetary Fund, uh, we go back and say, hey, since you can't pay your debt, uh, sell your collateral, give, or give your collateral real cheap to our corporations. And the collateral was oil or whatever resources we wanted. And give it to us without you give it to our corporations without many environmental or social regulations, 
And also, let us build a military base on your soil. Privatize your utility companies, your water and sewage system, your electric utility, and sell them to our investors. And in this way, we really uh, created an empire, uh, the biggest empire in history, really. And it's not so much an American empire as a corporate empire that's supported uh, by the U.S. government and all the institutions that go along with that. It's really depressing. And uh, it's like taking yeah, taking the red pill, really, and seeing the you know the other side of what seeing the truth of what's what's you know, going on in the economic system in the world. It's uh, it's unconscionable. And it's it, it gets even worse, Tara, because my job was relatively easy because I could tell these uh, heads of state and their ministers of finance and so forth, hey, you guys and your friends and family, you have you own the businesses, you own the industries. You're going to benefit from this. And besides that, we're going to make sure that you get some, some of the money on the side. We had all kinds of legal ways of bribing individuals. I can go into that if you want. But the, but the leaders of these countries also knew that if they didn't play our game, then people we call the jackals would step in. And these are usually CIA assets who overthrow governments or assassinate leaders and you know, we have a long history of that. Allende in Chile, Mossadegh in Iran, Arbenz in Guatemala, Mossadegh in Iran, Mossadegh, Lumumba in the Congo, Ziem in Vietnam, most recently Honduras is President Zelaya. We have this history of doing that. And so these, you know, basically you're offering the carrot to these leaders, you know, from lots of money, and, and you're offering the stick. Well, if you don't play the game, then... Uh, there's a guy with a gun standing wow. behind me. Wow. And it's and that's what's so depressing because the United States has such a a this that has this footprint around the world and we're not out there exporting mom and apple pie. We're we're really uh, overthrowing dec- uh, democratically elected governments. Am I right? It's with this Well, we'll yeah, we we like to say that we're in favor of democracy, but we'll support any dictatorship right. that works with us, like right. Saudi Arabia had for many years, and Egypt, and, and, and many of the Latin American countries when they had dictators. And uh, and we'll also throw democratically elected governments if they try to nationalize American businesses or or don't or don't offer up their collateral or, or don't don't play the game by by our rules. You know, we talk about a rule a rule a, a rule based system, a rule based world. But it's our rules. <laughs> we make the rules. Mm-hmm. So how do you see this system playing out now in the current economic climate? Do you do you see it happening still? Mm-hmm. Well, yes, and this is what I call the third wave. So the second wave, which is my second book in the trilogy, talked about how then every major corporation got its own equivalent of economic hitmen. I got people that were out there just promoting that particular corporation, whether it was Nike or or, or Walmart or Exxon or what, all the big major international corporations. <clears throat> and then now comes the third wave, and that is China. And that's China's in the last ten years. China's economic hitmen have learned from all of our mistakes and our successes. And they are beating us around the world at, at our own game. They're, they're, they're much more effective at, 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 because they have they have some very good marketing material. 
and uh, they've gained a lot of uh, credibility and popularity in, in Africa and Latin America. And right. places. That's what I, they, they really are eating our lunch in that way, right? They're, I, that's sort of what your book is about now, the third edition, about the China's uh, e, e, what is EHM strategy? Uh, well, economic hitman strategy. And uh, how? what are the right. ways to stop this? Do you, because uh, I know this is part of your book, you know, ways to stop the global takeover? How, how, how do we do this? It seems. Yeah, that's the, that's, the, that's, the, that's the second subtitle is ways to stop the global takeover. And that's not meant to imply the lo- just the lo- global takeover of China. It's the global takeover of an economic hitman strategy. And that is a strategy that's really produced a what we can call a death economy, an economic system that's, that's consuming and polluting itself into death, into extinction. It's depleting all the resources in the short run that it needs in the long run. And this whole strategy of you know, it is based on both systems, whether it's China or the United States, where, where it's based on maximizing short-term materialistic gains, short-term profits for corporations, short-term materialism, and uh, global domination, and, and, and accumulating as many resources as possible in the short run. And what we need to understand now is that it's, it's failing us. It's, I don't think anybody can right. it. All right. <clears throat> All right. We're back and you're listening to Tara Buster with Tara Devlin with special guest John Perkins, author of Confessions of an Economic Hitman. Yes. So because you, you were talking about the death economy and yes. Right. So because in the book, you describe how you helped orchestrate the downfall of governments that resisted the American economic interests so is this, what do you mean? Is this, is this what you mean about the death economy as far as, uh, you know? Well, yeah. you know, the death economy is being practiced pretty much all over the world. Uh, again, it's based on the goal of maximizing short-term profits, which is something that's taught in business schools everywhere, whether it's in China or United States or wherever. Um but we're, we're we're realizing now that it it is the cause of all most of the other crises we face. So, climate change, income inequality, species extinction, environmental destruction those are problems. But they're not the problem. The problem is this overriding system that the economists are calling a death economy uh, that's causing all these things. In the short run, we're we're just uh, uh, you know we're depleting the resources we need for the long run and. Uh, we're also creating tremendous amounts of pollution, as, as we all know. The alternative is a life economy, and that's an economic system that pays people to clean up pollution, uh, such as uh, mining all the plastic that's floating around in the ocean, you know, and recycling it, um, rejuvenating destroyed environments like oceans. Uh, uh, coral reefs in the oceans or, or forests around the world. It pays people to, to do these things and to recycle and to develop new products, processes, and technologies 
that enhance life rather than ravaging the earth. And so we're not talking about stopping growth. We're just talking about changing growth so that we're growing in areas that help starving people feed themselves and that, that, that take care of this planet that we've been in the process of destroying. And, you know, we've been moving in that direction, Tara. Wind and solar energy have big movements in that direction. Electric cars are a step in that direction. Um, the, the businesses like B corporations, benefit corporations, conscious capitalism, these are all things that are moving us in that direction. So there's a, there's a lot of reason for hope. We, we know how to do it. Um, we just have to set our minds to it and realize that this perception of a goal of maximizing short-term profits has to change. So a life economy is based on a goal of maximizing long-term benefits for all mm-hmm, life. Mm-hmm. Do you, I mean, do you really think that that's possible? How would we accomplish that? I mean, there just seems to be so much greed in uh it's just a, that seems to be, you know, the primary purpose. Greed is the only value that uh, any that that those in leadership, it seems, you know, really care about or focus on the greed of a few. Yeah, yeah and it's not um, it's not a human trait. Uh, you know, I I spent a lot of time living in working with indigenous places, the people, the indigenous people in places like the Amazon. Uh, they're not about greed. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're about community. Right. And in fact, one of the reasons China is doing so well today is it really emphasizes community. So rather than looking at how much can the individual do, the, the Chinese philosophy, the Confucian philosophy, really focuses on family. Mm-hmm. And that can be translated to, to, the, to the nation, even to the world. So China has been out selling this idea of what they call an ecological civilization, the New Silk Road that connects all countries around the world in a way that they that they claim uh, will create an ecological civilization. One of the things the Chinese frequently point out is that they've lived with terrible pollution. Young Chinese have grown up with awful mm-hmm. pollution. They're determined to stop that for their children and grandchildren. Mm-hmm. But so they've been extremely successful at uh, at basically taking over the world, and and now they they're the main trading partner with 124 countries versus our 56 countries. So between half and, and three, between twice and three times as much as us, and it's growing every day. There was just announcements yesterday about Argentina signing up with them, Brazil just signed up with them, Bolivia, incredible mm. deals that they're brokering, moving away from the United States. And but I think the most important point here is to recognize that these two countries uh, create almost 50% of the world's economy and almost 50% of the world's pollution, China and the United States. And they're in a race, it's a competition, and it's really to dominate the world. Mm -hmm. And it's really a a race to disaster. And, you know, I think what we need to get out of all this is that there are no winners on a dead planet. Mm -hmm. This this race has to stop. And, you know, as I mentioned before, there's every reason to believe that we can create this whole new economy because we're in the process of doing it. If you think, you know, if people get discouraged, but if you think uh, 10 years ago, solar and wind weren't, weren't, weren't economically viable the way they are today. Mm-hmm. That's, That's changed. True. Electric cars, the whole electrification 
uh, technology has has changed radically. We we we've made tremendous progress in many directions. We we we've also continued to pollute, but, but every country has made pledges that they're going to cut back on these things. And people can say, well, that's not happening quickly enough. But you know, thirty years is, is kind of a blink in history. I, I agree. I wish it were happening faster. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I'm not going to say it's not happening fast enough because it's, I think it's the, it's the best that we can do at this point in time that we've got to do. Right. It. Right. John, I really want to thank you for calling in, and uh, I encourage everybody to, you know, get your book and uh, you know start. I don't know. I mean, I really just wonder. Um, what your how you you do have solutions in your book, but is what do you think people can do to um, you know to help you know bring this this uh, this life economy to fruition? Well, well, yes, the book has a lot of specific examples, but I want to uh, I'll make one one offering here, which 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 may be the most important. I mean, a lot of us already know about things that we should do as far as the way we shop and so on and so forth. There's details in the book. But I think what's really important is that each individual, that we all recognize that we are victims and we're also collaborators. Mm-hmm. This system works because we buy into it right. and we can buy out of it. And so I would suggest to everybody that they ask themselves five questions. And again, this gives more detail in the book. But here, here are the questions, and, and I'll give you some examples of answers. Question number one, what do I most want to do for the rest of my life? What will bring me the greatest satisfaction? And I would answer that question by saying, I want to write. Mm-hmm. I love to write. I want to write. But I have a friend who's kind of at the opposite end of the spectrum. He's a carpenter. He says, I want to work with my hands in wood. Mm. Question number two, how do I do this in a way that will facilitate the transform, the, 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 trans, the transition from a death economy to a life economy? And I would say that I'm going to write about these things. I'm going to try to inspire people to become part of this. My carpenter friend would say, I'm only going to use sustainable materials, sustainable woods. The third question is, what's stopping you? What's holding you back from doing this? What you most want to do in a, in a way that'll make the world a better place? Mm-hmm. And as a writer, I might say, well, I know that to be a successful writer, I've got to write just about every day and I don't have time. And my uh, carpenter friend might say, well, my clients don't want to pay the extra price for sustainable materials. Hold on a sec, John. We'll be right back with John Perkins, author of Confessions of an Economic Hitman. All right, this is Tara Buster, and we're back with John Perkins, the author of Confessions of an Economic Hitman, as you were saying, John. And then the fourth question is, when you really confront that blockage, that thing that's getting in your way from moving forward, when you don't run from it, when you really look at it, how can it change your perception? And, and so for me as a writer, I say, well, wait a minute, I can turn off the television for an mm-hmm. hour or two every night and write. And that would give me another seven to 14 hours a week. That's, that's a lot of writing, actually. And uh, my carpenter friend would say, well, I'm going to tell my clients that the extra price is not a cost. It's an investment in the future for them and their children. Right. And then the fifth question is, what actions do you take every day? 
And each day that's going to change somewhat. But I've got to write, and each day I've got to get up and, and figure out what I'm going to write, move, move, move through any blockages that come from that. My carpenter friend has to start really, you know, building things with sustainable materials and telling his clients and their children that, that, that they're investing in the future. Right. Thank you, John, really. And uh, I mean, you've had a very fascinating life. So I really appreciate everything and appreciate you calling in and, and uh, talking about this. And I hope we could, uh, you know, you, get together again soon. I hope you, you know, that'd be awesome. Thank you. Keep spreading the word. Thanks I will. For, thanks for having me on your All righty. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. All righty, everybody. We're doing it, you know. That's what I always say. You know, you do it anyway. Even though it's not perfect, you do it anyway. So, okay, so this is a from the library, the National Library of Medicine. Low effort thought promotes political conservatism. And this was a paper, I guess, and it's the abstract says, the authors test the hypothesis that low effort thought promotes political conservatism. In study number one, alcohol intoxication was measured among bar patrons. As blood alcohol level increased, so did political conservatism. And in parentheses, controlling for sex, education, and political identification. In study two, participants under cognitive load reported more conservative attitudes than their no-load counterparts. In study three, time pressure increased participants' endorsement of conservative terms. So, as long time pressure, let me see, what is time pressure? Is that the amount of time or something? In, in study four, participants considering political terms in, in a cursory manner endorsed conservative terms more than those acts asked to cogitate an indicator of effortful thought. Oh, that's a little whatever, confusing. Partially mediated the relationship between processing effort and conservatism. Together, these data suggest that political conservatism may be a process consequence of low effort thought. Well, I could validate, I could tell you that it is. When effortful, deliberate thought is disengaged, endorsement of conservative ideology increases. Okay? Which means that, you know, you're just a dumbass. You're just like, yeah, I think, uh, you know, black people are on welfare. Pull yourself. I never, I never needed any help. Even though, as we know by uh, percentage, there were more white people on public assistance as a percentage of the population. Or uh, anyway, that's just not the only thing. Uh, let's see, conservatism is low IQ. Let's look that up. Low IQ. You don't even know what a fascist is. Oh, I know more. I have forgotten more about fascism than you will ever know. In a zil because you're one. You are one. So, yeah, that's the other thing. Yeah, I, what's a fascist? I, uh, uh, uh. 
I'm not a fan because they don't want to admit it. Well, maybe they do. Some do. Some are embracing their fascist, their uh, fascist identity. Let's see, fascist. Well, one of the characteristics is. Um, well, here we go. The 14 defining characteristics of fascism, as we know, powerful and continuing nationalism. Uh, you ever see, anybody ever see perjury, traitor, green, Trump? And you know what? A lot of people say that nationalism is not a good word. Well, because he doesn't, either he doesn't know what, where it comes from and what it actually means or what it is or doesn't care you know a lot of people that's what uh, perjury trader green said too nationalist she's like yeah i'm a na- i'm a christian nationalist just like the nazis perjury right they wore those but yeah those belt buckles got mit uns christian how many christians do we have here nationalist and that's not a bad word that's actually a good thing right and there's nothing wrong with leading with your fucking moron because we should lead with our faith because if we're doing that then we're doing the right thing doesn't mean we're perfect it just means we're doing the right thing no bitch it means you're a filthy incurious nazi and you can't help you just can't help it Fascist regimes make constant use of patriotic mottos, slogans, symbols, songs, flags. Where have I seen that nowadays? All those stupid Trump and Z flags. Those flags. That's the other thing with the the stupid flags, their shirts, their everything patriotic. Like the traitor that Trump um, just... uh, gave a big kiss to and hugged oh it's so bad so terrible how traitors are being treated nowadays trump said so bad such a such a disgrace like nobody's ever seen let's see disregard for human rights doesn't that that's one of the characteristics of fascism. Human rights can be ignored because of the fear of enemies and the need for security. Well, I mean, disregard for the human... What about trans people's human rights? What about women's rights? You, women's human rights? Well, abortion. What about the ba- the the, uh, the unborn rights? Well, I, well, if that's the case, you love the unborn, then what are you doing voting Republican? Because the abortion rate goes down under Democratic policies. But it's okay. That's because it doesn't matter. Truth doesn't matter. And it's about control. And, of course, the more babies that women are forced to have, the more they might stop thinking of themselves as autonomous and um, uh, capable of, uh, you know, full uh, actualized autonomy. They, they might, they'll know their place, right? Uh, so as a result, people tend to look the other way, approve of torture, approve of long incarcerations of prisoners, except... Trump or any of the criminals in the right wing, you know, then they're victims, right? Uh, 
uh, you know, like Trump. I, I wish that when he was arrested, they took Trump's advice, right? Don't be so nice. When you put somebody in the car, bang their head a little, right? Just bang their head. <laughs> Approve ec of executions and assassinations. That's another. And uh, we just heard. Uh, what about hang Mike Pence? I just heard this, uh, the traitor that Trump was all uh, up and... Um, you know, the the one who he was just saying, he was just palling around with this traitor, this traitor bitch. Uh, with the stupid, whatever she was wearing. Because they all have to wear, they, you know, a costume. She's an idiot. And what is her name? Now that I'm, I don't know. Oh, her name is Larson, something Larson Olson. She's a traitor. Here, here she is. She's a J6er. I'm not going to play the whole thing because it's very loud and you can really not hear it. I'll just scrub through it. So it says, you guys are going to be okay. He's talking about the traitors, the ones who were at the, at the Capitol beating police with with flagpoles that were sharpened into spear points and bear spray, hitting them with bear spray, cattle prods, beating them with the their own clubs, trying to grab their guns. You know. Can I get a picture with you? Oh, her name is Mickey Larson Olson. She's a traitor. Get over here. Let me grab you by the pussy. Well, I made that. Look at her stupid outfit. And the thumbs up. What is with the thumbs up? Is that in the 14 characteristics of fascism? I wouldn't be surprised. The continually, sickeningly stupid looking thumbs up. Okay. Um, identification. Here's another characteristic. An identification of enemies as a unifying cause. Hello, trans people. Anybody? That's a, that's the the their minority, their targeted minority group du jour. And then there's other enemies, of course. But racial, ethnic, or religious minorities, liberals, communists, socialists, terrorists, whatever they they say. You know, terrorists is the overarching um, umbrella. Supremacy of the military, except when the military is operating for democracy, right? Because Republicans, they supposedly support the police, but they hate the police. When the police are standing up for freedom and democracy and not going along with the coup, protecting the government that the founders fought a revolution to create and trust to us, protecting that government from the fascist coup, then they hate the cops. They see Republicans don't support the police. They support the, the police state. Always remember that. So military is given a disproportionate amount of governing, government funding, soldiers, and the military, and military service are glamorized. Well, that is republicanism in a nutshell. 
thank you for your service. Why don't we say thank you for your service to teachers, right? Or nurses or doctors. Just just uh, the police, the cops, I mean the soldiers. Ridiculous. Well, it goes to show you. Widespread sexism. That's another characteristic of fascism. The government tends to be almost exclusively male-dominated, and that's, that's the Trump administration. You know, they had some tokens they threw in there, of course, because they knew they, they're using the, uh, the, the, the trappings of liberal democracy to destroy it from the inside. It's all about identity. They need, yeah, to, that's why they, yeah, Uncle Clarence Thomas, they wouldn't, they, 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 they needed a, somebody with darker pigment to replace the, um, the first African-American Supreme Court justice. They uh, say Amy Coney, bitch face, resting bitch face, handmade Barrett. Same thing. Oh, he was, what did Trump say? I'm saving her for Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I'm saving her for when our, our Ruth Bader Ginsburg dies. That's what he said, the dirtbag. But look at him. Stupid, f- fucking stupid hat. Stupid red, white, and blue. Everything red, white, and blue. You know why? Because they're not patriotic. That's why they gotta they gotta shove patriotism in your face with all these stupid costumes. The costume of patriot patriotism, because the substance of patriotism, they hate. They hate patriotism. What is patriotism? It's wearing a mask. You know, if you're gonna save your fellow Americans from needlessly dying. Put on a, a stupid piece of cloth on your face. That's patriotism. Or uh, not leaving anybody behind. How about freedom? You know, freedom. The freedom of uh, autonomy. Of not having a stupid Republican in your doctor's office with you. That you, your doctor, you and your doctor can make your choices and do the right thing for your for your for your health without a filthy Republican st- standing in the way. Right? Do you the right? That well, that, what 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 did Doctor Oz say? Right? Uh, a. a choice should be between a, a woman her doctor and a and wait what did he how did he put it dr oz i wonder just an aside while i'm looking this up dr oz how, where's dr oz has he been in pennsylvania lately i wonder you remember how he was running for senate in pennsylvania same thing with herschel walker has he been in georgia he was all over georgia when he, even though he didn't live there, right? Same thing with Dr. Where's Dr. Oz? He's not hanging out on, on Main Street, Pennsylvania. Of course not. These fucking grifters, grifters, suckers. Let's see, Dr. Oz, uh, choice should be between a woman and local officials. Is that how he put it? 
her doctor. Wait, abortion should be between women, yes, and local politicians. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. That's fascism. Unbelievable. Okay, what else? Uh, widespread sexism, yes. Government tends to be almost exclusively male-dominated. Traditional gender roles are made more rigid, right? It's even in Trump's fascist ad saying how they're, uh, they, they, they're telling you, you know, the enemies are telling you that there are all the more than one or two genders. One, two gender, who cares? They're telling you this because, you know, you got to attack a, a minority group that's less than 1% of the population because they're, they, that's such a threat to, to you. It's such a threat to the dumbasses flying the flags. Like, they don't know. Like, shut up. Just shut your mouths and mind your own business. Ever try that? Right-wingers, ever try that, fascists? Mind your own business. And you don't like... Uh, you don't like this democracy? You can't stand it because it's uh, it's diverse and there are, there, uh, are people that aren't just like you? Well, get the fuck out then. You don't have the right to overthrow this government that so many fought, bled, and died to create and entrust to us. How dare you? Really, how dare you? Go move to Russia. That's the kind of country you want. An oligarchy with an authoritarian dictator daddy at the top, making sure everybody's in their place. You know, no gay. Gays are suppressed. Trans people suppressed. It's all about the children. They tell you who to, who you, what you can do, what you can read. Go there. Why don't you go there? Go to Russia. You love it so much. It's so strong and powerful. Oh, yeah. Traditional gender roles are made more rigid. Divorce, abortion, and homosexuality are suppressed. And I'll add trans. Trans people are suppressed. If that's not fascism, what is? Controlled mass media. Hello, Fox News. The media is directly or indirectly controlled by government. And if that isn't Fox News, what is? The Republicans, they were very upset that their fascist mouthpiece, Tucker, a disgusting, vile waste of human DNA, was let go by the pustule Rupert Murdoch. They're saying, oh, he, because Rupert Murdoch is woke. That's what they're saying. It's just took over by the woke. Well, no, it's because, uh, well, well, perjury trader Green said Tucker did nothing wrong. No, nobody does anything wrong. Roger Stone did nothing wrong. The, the General Flynn did nothing wrong. Nobody does anything wrong except being a bunch of traitors. Everybody's nobody did anything wrong. Everybody's like Trump said, he's the most innocent person ever. 
a very innocent con man with a fake university and a vitamin scam and history of sexual assault. Very innocent. Wants to gra- like grabbing people by the pussy because when you're a star, they let you do it. This very innocent person inflating the value of his property for loan purposes and then deflating it for tax purposes. You know, very innocent. Biggest losers, biggest single loser American taxpayer. Very, very innocent person. You know, under oath saying, as far as the media is concerned, talking about just lying. Tucker Carlson saying, oh, we can't have somebody fact checks him. The because there's uh, there was apparently a Fox News producer or somebody there who worked in the standards and practices who said that who um, I guess thought that her job was for real and fact checked Tucker and then Tucker went a ballistic sending out emails and texts that this has got to stop fact checking. You know, <laughs> this has got to stop. Our stock price is falling because, you know, the, 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 the Swanson fortune, all that blood money from all the dead chickens. <laughs> I mean, and I, and I grieve for all those chickens, frankly, because that, all, every single tri- chicken murdered by the Swanson family for Tucker's trust fund has more value had more value gave more to to humanity than Tucker's entire lineage ever could ever muster in all of their ancestry that's for sure those poor chickens died so Tucker can sit on top of, of the ivory tower and shit down into the mouths of the of of the gaping empty minds with their with their mouths open like baby birds saying please tucker give me more of your bullshit and it says it right in under oath when they're under oath they're like yeah we lied it was about green, and as if we were supposed to get it. That's what Rupert Murdoch said under oath. It wasn't about red or blue. It's about green. Oh, oh, well, I get it. That's okay, then. It's about green. You're 92 years old, so, you yeah. Oh, well. So, yeah, controlled mass media, like the Nazis. You know, they burn the books. What do Republicans do? What are they doing? Oh, what? You don't even know what fascism is. Books. Well, uh, let's see. Republicans banning books. They're, they're banning books all over the country because they love... Guess what, guys? <laughs> because they love freedom. <laughs> That's why they're banning books. And don't you know that that's a, it's so fascist, not just to ban books, but to 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 ascribe all of your fascist um, behaviors to 
your your love of um, your love of freedom, and you're you're doing all you can to protect the children, the children, the children that what whose parents are living in a fascist society then who will grow up in this society as as ignorant and indoctrinated that's the other thing with uh, DeSantis he's all like we want uh, well I, that's not a good impression of him because I don't know I don't get DeSantis at all the the whole um, love of him the the dead eyes the hung dog like his jaw is the only thing that that moves the deadness deadness the deadness of the soul in the right wing is is evident all right well i don't know this is the end of the progressive voices part of the show maybe i don't know the way it is the whole show's off the rails tonight but we will win we are on the right side of history we're on the right side of decency dignity democracy humanity we stick together we win my name is tara devlin please become a patron so we can get some audio that works and have interviews that don't suck we will win my name is Tara Devlin. I'll see you soon. All right. I'm so, I don't know. I'm so pissed at everything right now. Why? Why? That's why I'm so afraid to even have guests. All right. Here's another one. Religion and government are intertwined. Hello. Let's see. Uh, how about Trump standing in front of a church pretend well, after tear gassing protesters holding a Bible upside down? No. Because he he loves the Bible. He he two Corinthians walk into a bar. That's his favorite. Yeah, and they asked him, What's your what do you what is your favorite quote from the bible what gives you inspiration oh i don't know it's very personal i couldn't even begin to discuss it it's so personal is it the well maybe is it the one where well i don't know noah noah's daughters get him drunk and have sex with him hmm is that why it's so personal because we know that you want to have, have sex with your daughter. Is that the one? It's very, very uh, personal to me. Well, but just try. What do you? What quotes do you think about when you when you want inspiration? Please. It's unreal. Uh, let's see. Here's Lauren Bulbert. We're here to tell government we don't want your benefits. We don't want your welfare. Yeah. Don't come knocking on my door with your Fauci 
Oh my god. That was the wrong quote, but... With your family... Oh, why is she such... She is like a rake on a chalkboard. That's her... The tone of her voice. Why are you so angry? And then the other thing is that... You know they're... They are sucking on the government teat. Like... Like... Uh, rapacious parasites. We don't want any of your benefits. Bullshit. Bullshit. You're the biggest takers going, right-wingers. You know, and that's the other thing. These are the, you know, they're the, they're, cha they're babies. You know, they don't, they think that, yeah, I mean, here's the thing. She's like, we don't want your benefits. We don't want you, get your government. Well, who built the road to your house? Did you, did you build that road? What about, did you lay the pipes that bring the water to your home? And do you uh, inspect the water before you drink it? Do you, did you have to go dig a well? Or, you know, and then boil the water to get out all the parasites? Or does that water come from the, 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 the infrastructure that was built f for you? You know, it's like these, these are adolescents. They're like, well, not even, I mean, I'm trying to think. Babies, adolescents, they're, they're like, they think that they're living in, uh, you know, the, the, that the infrastructure that surrounds them w magically appeared and they take it for granted. Oh, we don't want your government. Well, that's your government in action, asshole. Does your house, does it, are you afraid it's going to fall down on, on top of your head? Or was it built to a certain standard? So, well, you know, so, because that's government that said, well, if you're going to build a house, you got to make it, make sure that it's built to a specification that it doesn't fall down on people's heads when they're sleeping or going about their lives. Because in other countries, that shit doesn't happen. You go to other countries where they don't have regulation and there are no names on streets and shit like that. And, and shit is just built on top of each other. There's no standards. There's no regulation. There's there's nothing. It's uh, it's uh, it's just if you can shove something in there, you do it. You sh well, I guess that's the Lauren Boebert. That's what Lauren Boebert said. But anyway, it's you know, I mean, that's why these right wingers are like infants. We don't want your government. Oh my God. Go away. Then go away. You know, if you don't want it, no, you don't have to be a part of it. Go into the woods like the Una, the Unabomber, right? Build your cabin in the woods. Get your own water. Inspect your own food. You know, when you eat, when you go to the supermarket and you buy things and you... It's you, and you eat it. You you're not going to be um, filled up with parasites. 
that's why in other countries we've talked about it before they when a, we, there was a North Korean defector who was shot and then they were able to rescue him and during the surgery that where they were saving his life they they were pulling out all kinds of tapeworms cuz there's no you know none of this government getting in the way that's what you would expect in fact when you when anthropologists and whatnot go and dis, and archaeologists and historians when they study history and they study things like the like people's diets and history and whatnot you could rest assured that everyone in a certain period for thousands of years had parasites were walking around with tapeworms and parasites so go into the woods build your cabin then make your own internet that's what you could do you don't have to be a part of our civilization if you don't like it that much you don't want it you don't want big government interfering with your freedom then get the fuck out really but you don't get to say that others can't have their own freedom those who want to live in a society those who want to play in the reindeer games who who just want to live and be left alone by your uh, your stupid sky spook. By the laws you think your sky spook is telling you. Well, here's here's Lauren Bobert. God bless them. Thank you for them. But it's time the church speaks up. The church has relinquished too much authority to government. We should not be taking orders by the government, from the government. The government needs to be looking at the church and saying, how do we do this effectively? Oh, my God. Shut her loud mouth. Oh, my. Well, somebody. Oh, my God. We had so many overreaching regulations in our nation is because the church complied. The church is supposed to direct the government. The government is not supposed to direct the church. That is not how our founding fathers intended it. And I'm tired of no. this separation of church and state junk. It's not <laughs> in the Constitution. It was in a stinking letter, and it means nothing like what they say it does. You're you're so dumb. That's why there is a hashtag that says hashtag Lauren Boebert is so dumb. It's not in the... Where does she get this from? First of all, she is a failed high school dropout, unfit to to run an OnlyFans page, much less be a goddamn congressperson. What is this? I'm tired of all this separation of church and state junk. It wasn't in the Constitution. Yes, it is, asshole. There shall be no religious tests for office, bitch. That's what it is. It's not. It's in a stinking letter. Where does she hear that from? She must have heard it from, because they have all these alternate histories 
uh, like on well Tucker Carlson was one of them but there's some um I can't remember the guy's name he he's supposedly some he's a he's one of the the right wingers favorite fake historians and they all they all follow him I can't remember his name but they he he just pulls shit out of his ass I mean literally and figuratively I suppose but and um, they all, all suddenly think they're they know what they're talking about what they don't they're full of shit because they hate America you understand the United States was created as the antidote to intergenerational aristocracy that's it. There is nothing more progressive than overthrowing a king and an aristocracy. But I'm tired of this separation of church and state junk. Yeah, yeah. The reason we had... Oh, my God. I can't handle her. And she's... Here's... Uh, well, here's one other thing. I hate her legally and peacefully. For example, um, you would be n not in the least bit surprised to learn that Lauren Boebert is taking credit for a community health center in her community. And in fact, she even released a press statement or put out a press release about it. But guess what? I know you're well ahead of me. She voted against it. She voted against the funding for it. But the, for all the Republicans, it's it's a uh, it's it's like a cliche that they vote against the very things that they take credit for. It's, it's who they are. Colorado rep think about that Colorado rep Lauren Boebert shame on you in Colorado honestly the 500 you know we had the Tennessee 3 we should have the Colorado 500 shame on them they should be, live in in infamy ignominity is that a word? Did I say that properly? Colorado GOP lep, rep. <laughs> lep. Rep. I can't talk. Let me start again. Colorado GOP Representative Lauren Bulbert issued a press release expressing her approval of a $5.1 million grant for the Pueblo... Pueblo... That's a hard one for me. I don't know. Community Center... Pueblo, I can't, I really can't say that word. It sucks. Pueblo Community Health Center. But she voted against the bill, funding it, along with almost every other congressional Republican. What else is new? S speaking to the chieftain, Bobert said the final bill was over a thousand pages. Well, they, you know how they, they're always like, this is just so many pages. And that's supposedly bad. More pages, more bad. 
um, and, and included amendments that were not germane. She's really learning some words, being a congresswoman. Germane. <clears throat> there was a lot of things in those pieces of legislation that couldn't bring myself to vote for. Well, why don't you then shut your filthy fascist mouth and not put out a press release patting yourself on the back for something you voted against? One of them had a $2 million earmark for the Presidio Park in San Francisco. There was a salmon recovery, or salmon, excuse me, recovery, and there was a butterfly recovery. Just all of this nonsense stuff. Well, what do you know about nonsense? Well, you know, I mean, I think a salmon recovery... It might be actually good. And a butterfly recovery, given that the butterfly population is in decline, you stupid bitch. Don't you know about the, uh, the, the, the balance of nature? Of course you don't, because you dropped out of high school. And you failed the GED three times. And they, get, they probably passed you on the fourth time because... They were sick of looking at your stupid face. And your angry, stupid face, legally and peacefully. They were probably listening to your voice like a rake on a chalkboard. And they were like, get her out of here. What, what harm could she do? She's going to end up on OnlyFans. That's what they thought. Just give her a stupid GED. And then there she goes. Well, actually, she took the GED right before she was sworn in. Because otherwise she would have been the, I think, only high school dropout. Or maybe not. Probably there were others in the Republican Party. Look at George Santos. Does he even have a high school diploma? We don't know. Just all of this nonsense stuff, and we have to get our country back on track by kicking it in the balls and, and hurting everybody as much as possible, except for the ones at the top. It was just a lot of wasteful spending. From the Pueblo chieftain, when Bobert had supported allocations through the appropriations process during her first term in Congress, she opposed taking applications for congressionally directed spending, previously known as earmarks. Bobert announced this change in March, saying that her office would accept applications but did not guarantee they would be approved. Somebody get her out of that office, please as fast and as legally and peacefully as possible. She said she has submitted some projects for approval, especially some that emphasize water and what she calls actual infrastructure, which to Republicans, because they are like babies and they lack education, uh, imagination, they, everything is black or white to them. The, the, they think infrastructure is just highways and 
and road, you know, roads and anything that is, well, a road. It's just a road. They don't realize that infrastructure is also the infrastructure of education, freedom, democracy. You know, the internet is infrastructure. Now, just like electricity at one time, that was a newfangled thing. So, and if it not, if not for the Tennessee Valley Authority, if not for FDR, Lauren Boebert and her pals would still be sitting in the dark. Literally, as well as figuratively. But, yeah, they have no, they have, if they had the capacity to feel shame, they would feel it, but they don't. They have, they just, you know, they're shameless. It is the, the truth. Where is this? Oh my God, I hate these people. Um, where is... But they're all gonna laugh at us. They're all gonna laugh at us. Oh, here's another example of the corporate media um, normalizing Republicans, the traitors. Here's the same guy talking to that that woman, the traitor that Trump took a picture with. Oh, wait, that's the wrong one. That's the wrong one. Where is it? Here it is. Those were domestic terrorists inside our Capitol, and I'm going to prove it on my trial. Who are the domestic terrorists? Our Congress. Our Congress that's been stealing elections for a very long time. Our country's been under admiralty law since 1871. What should the punishment for those members See, there you go again, right? Somebody um, said something to this, this kook. Her name is Mickey Larson Olson. She's... Donald Trump's latest, uh, t the, the, the latest terrorist Donald Trump is palling around with. And she's like, our country's been under the rule of admiralty since 1872. Where, where are you getting this bullshit from? You know? Since, yeah, what, what you, you get, is this what's going on on Steve Bannon's podcast or something? Where they're like, the country's on the uh, rule of admiralty. They they dust off these obscure laws or something, whatever rules that nobody fucking knows about. Nobody's operating under. They, we've been under the rules of admiralty since 1872, and that makes them sound very smart, doesn't it? And so informed. Oh, wow. Wow, gee. I didn't know that. We were under the rules of admiralty. Everybody, we got to stop what we're doing. We got to stop Socialist Security, Medicare. We, we just got to stop taxing people, taxing any, you know, IRS. Everything's got to stop. Rules of Admiralty were in effect this whole time. Now we can't have any regulations on corporations or everything's got to stop. Come on, guys. 
I had no idea. But the the kook with the with the stupid red, white, and blue hair pointed it out. And guess you know what? She's right. Our country's been under admiralty law since 1871. <laughs> yeah, and the other thing about the corporate media is that, and this is the guy that we keep pointing to, because I can't remember his name, but anyway, he he's the one that was interviewing the, the, the two dumb bitches earlier, and then he, he was the guy that went to Staten Island to interview the Trump Andes, who you voting for as if it's normal to vote for a fascist bunch of Republican traitors. And he's talking to this lady. And he doesn't, he just lets her spew. That country's been under Admiralty's laws since 1873. And he just, no, don't, no follow-up. Why don't you, st- wait, 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 wait. Say, what are you saying? What are you talking about, cuckoo? But he's interviewing her as if she's not a kook. Which is a problem. And I got hair in my eyes. For those Wait, let's try again. Under Admiralty law since... Our country's been under Admiralty law since 1871. What should the punishment for those members of Congress be? Execution for being traitors. That's what our Constitution demands. Unreal. Our dem- Constitution That's true. Unreal. Unreal. And so, hey, uh, let's just give this lady a spotlight. The one who's talking about executing members of Congress unless they help Trump complete his coup. I don't know, man. It's, It's baffling to me how... Uh, and this is the problem, you know, and I, I do, I talk about the corporate media a lot because in my opinion, it is really pro- part of the problem, a very big part of the problem, why we're in this boat and they continue to, to make it worse. But, uh, there's no, you know, they're not helping by giving these kooks a platform and not challenging them. Why are you interviewing this nut job? Why are you giving her a... Why don't you turn to the camera and say, well, that was the, the stupidest woman I've ever interviewed who is also a dangerous traitor. And he's interviewing her while she, she is a January 6th traitor. You know, she, uh, she was part of the coup and she's in court that's why she, in the beginning, she's saying, uh, I'm going to prove it in court. Well, you didn't. You went, uh, I mean, what was her? Did she go to jail? Let me see. I think she didn't go to jail for a long time, but um, I keep forgetting her name. Her name is Mickey Larson Olson. And she's very patriotic, as you could tell by her hair. Her red, white, and blue hair. As for actual patriot, as, as for the substance of patriotism, 
that's beyond her. She was found guilty in... Uh, of what? Guilty of what? She was sentenced to 180 days in jail. Whoopie-doopie-doopie. Well, anyway. But Donald Trump embraced her. She's the traitor, convicted traitor, who wanted Mike Pence to be executed. Not just Mike Pence, but all members of Congress who didn't go along with the big lie. She likes, uh, you know, she likes fascist coups. As you can tell by her stupid hat and her red, white, and blue hair. Those were domestic terrorists inside our Capitol, and I'm going to prove it on my trial. You did. Domestic terrorists. But you didn't prove it. Just like the rest of the, the coup plotters, like Mike, not Mike Pence, uh, my, yeah, the my pillow guy had to pay up. Pay up five thousand five five thousand five million $5,000, $5,000,000. He had to pay up because he, he said that he, he would pay anybody who could prove that he was a stupid liar or whatever, or uh, that his his so-called evidence was false and he, he was proven to be false. So he had to pay. But he didn't want to pay. That's the way that Republicans are. He was trying to get out of paying because they're a bunch of grifters, you know, and they figure that they just say shit and there'll be no accountability. So, and there usually isn't for them, you know, accountability for me, not for thee or for thee, not for me. I mean, as far as Republicans are concerned. Let me see. Let me see. It's, it's unreal. It's legally and peacefully unreal. But I'm sick of it. Here, I'm trying to find, where is that? The rest of the fascists. The 14 character. That was a good one where I was reading off of that. And now I'm trying to find it. And it's escaping. Oh, here we go. Corporate power is protected. There's only a few more left. Mutually beneficial business slash government relationship. Well, I mean, look at the Trump administration. He, How much did he make? As a president, they, they just came out with another number saying that Trump made like 200 something million dollars as president. What a, what a fucking dirtbag. And of course, labor power is suppressed. You know how Republicans hate labor unions. They hate labor. They hate the people. Oh, but the middle class. That's what Trump said. He's going to protect the middle class from what? from decent working conditions, living wages, retirement security, days off, health care. That's what he's going to do, protect. And, you know, I don't know, I'm sure you saw that, that, that garbage person, perjury trader Green, 
attacking the teachers union president Randy Weingarten saying that step parents or, or you know if you're not a you're, you're not a real mother because you didn't you're just a you're just a a step parent but it's also because she's a homophobic bitch here's here here's perjury trader grain Miss Weingarten, are you a medical doctor? I am not. Are you a mother? I am a mother by marriage. By marriage, I see. Um, and you, my marriage. wife is here with me, so I'm really glad that she's here. Rapper Sharon Klein. Miss Weingarten, as not a medical doctor, not a biological mother, um, and and really not a teacher either. So what you did is you advised the CDC. Mr. Um, Mr. Chairman, that is, that, I mean, that's a, a Excuse me, character. this is my time. Uh, you, People like you, need to admit that you're just a political activist, not a General teacher, not a mother, and not a medical doctor. Wow. General General time is I, yeah. and now, I now recognize Mr. Jordan from Ohio for five minutes. Point of order, Mr. Chairman. I, I just want to make, make note that um, the, the decorum of the attacks on the witness were unacceptable that the general lady from Georgia just did. And so it'd be nice if we didn't attack the witnesses, um, particularly whether or when making a decision about whether or not she's a mother. You are a mother. Oh, Thank God, you for, for, for being unreal. a great parent. Thank you. Your point of order is recognized, Mr. Garcia. A point uh, of now order. Recognize, Mr. Point of order. Uh, given that his point of order is recognized, and given that that was not just cruel personal attacks Very. to Ms. Weingarten, who loves her children. It is reflective of the pr cruel personal attacks to any adopted mother or father who love their children. Yeah. So I, I would kindly ask that those remarks be taken out of the record. For the sake of all of the parents who have adopted a child and love them dearly and see them as their own. It was not a violation of the House rules. However, your point of order is recognized. I now recognize Mr. Jo Oof. Thank God they cut it off. Before they got to Jim Jordan and his ugly yellow tie. And his, does he ever, does he go into the rain? Was he, you know, wearing his suits? Is that how he, he irons his suits or something? He looks like, he always looks like death of a salesman to me. Anyway, she's a, she's a vile garbage person. You're not a real mother? Well, keep this up, Republicans, really, because you really are um, showing the world who you are. And the fact is there are more of normal people than there are of the disgusting garbage people. So keep it up. And the other thing is, though, I just have to point out, because they are such garbage people and... I, I gotta wonder yet again why they're treated so, I don't know, normally by, by media, by the corporate media. Why are you talking to these people as if their, their choice in elevating these garbage people to positions of power is somehow normal and uh, some, just a regular thing somebody might do? You know, they, they're the ones who gave perjury trader green power. And you know when, the, when it comes around again, when the House is 
uh, up in play and they go to they'll they'll go to perjury trader greens district and they'll ask voters because that's all the news media is now it's just a bunch of polls and going to ask trump anzies what what they're thinking and feeling at the moment and not saying anything critical of them please don't ever ever make them feel like they're doing anything wrong you know that's what they'll do the corporate media will go into purchase trader green's district and they'll um you know they'll say well are what do you think what do you think of her are you gonna vote for her again i think she's fabulous she really is doing a great job telling step parents that they're that they're that they're shit. I love that part about her. She really is sticking it to all of the targeted minority groups that I also hate. Wow, that is supposedly the music, I don't know, the show the the show the show the show i want to thank john perkins for being on the show john is the author of confessions of an economic hitman now in its third printing including 12 new chapters that detail how the chinese have adopted the economic hitman model and what we can do to help make the world a better place Thank you for supporting the independent liberal media. If you can become a patron, please do at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. And remember, we're on the right side of history, decency, dignity, democracy, humanity. We stick together. We win. My name is Tara Devlin. I will see you soon. You know, remember when, I, I don't know, I saw that ad, Trump saying, they all laugh at us. And I was, I looked up. The incidences of the world laughing at us. Remember? Oh, I already played this. Ivanka. Remember how embarrassing that was? Yes, but it's still social justice. And if it's all, yeah. Yeah, yeah. As soon as you start talking about the economic aspect of it, though, yeah. a lot of people start uh-huh. listening. Uh-huh, yeah. Otherwise listening. Yeah, yeah, me too. I too. Um, in terms of the whole... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Who the and everybody's like, are you, what are you saying? You're here? Who is, what is this gnat over here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm here too, everybody. So embarrassing. No, everybody, they're all going to laugh at us. It's like Carrie's mom or something. They're all going to laugh at us. All right. Uh, I guess just for shits and giggles, I wanted to, where is this? I'm not sure if you realize this, that we're in, we're in trouble, but you know, it's not just, uh, uh, talking about the Supreme Court. Oh, did I finish the, uh, the, the 14 characteristics? No, I did not. Let me finish that. And then we're going to stop the show. But I want to, I don't know. I'm in a pissy mood. And I have a lot of work to do now. I'm never getting to sleep tonight. (laughs) Fixing this fucking show. Oh, yes. So the last couple of characteristics. Labor power suppressed. 
disrespect for the for intellectuals and the arts. I mean, any of this ring true to you guys? Open hostility to higher education. That's the Republican way. Professors and other academics are censored or even arrested. What's going on in Florida now? Yes, Florida legislation threatens gender studies, classes, and intersectionality. What does it mean? The National Women's Studies Association called the Florida legislation an effort to limit professors' and students' academic freedoms. DeSantis calls it woke ideology. You know who else bans gender studies classes? Victor Orban. Gender studies? That's, you know, part of the... I, I guess they have no, no gender studies classes in Afghanistan either. Or Pakistan. Anywhere where women are treated like shit. Any fascist shit show. I, I bet you Putin doesn't have any gender studies classes. I would bet your bottom dollar. And, yeah, what I say, gender studies classes are uh, the hallmark of civilization and freedom. You would want to be able to have time to study, you know, to uh, contemplate life. That's the point of, of freedom, isn't it? That's the point of why so many fought, bled, and died and overthrew the intergenerational aristocracy so we didn't have to live and die and spend our lives, lives in the field awaiting our re rewards in heaven. We could have a decent life. We can have some leisure time and then we can also think about what it means to be a human being. What's, what are systems of... Uh, of our communities what where do these come from let's think about this let's talk about this that's what is the point of being a human being with the self-awareness you know except republicans that is that's threatening to them they don't want that because people will not vote for them they need dullards who are trapped in their strict hier hierarchies because that's what it's about. They need these hierarchies to keep everybody in their place. But that hierarchy is what ruled Western civilization for thousands of years. What the, the Age of Enlightenment bust, busted out of. And a very radical thinking got many of the Enlightenment philosophers were sent to prison. They were exiled. They were fled for their lives. You know, because that's radical. That, uh, but that's what the Republicans want to take us back to. Don't think about things. Just shut your mouth and do what you're told. 
and die in the fields and go to church for your whatever. And when you're dead, you'll get a mansion in heaven and whatever. Right now, we got the mansions. We got all the mansions covered here on earth for us, for the, for the ones that supposedly are, you know, the, the big daddies that are saving you from the trans people. Those one, those less than one percent people who want to uh, make women men and men women and go to the wrong bathroom. God, these people are so sick. But worse than that, they're making everybody sick. So number 12 is obsession with crime and punishment. Local police are given almost limitless power to enforce laws. People are often willing to overlook police abuses in the name of patriotism. Often a national police force with virtually unlimited power. And what is DeSantis doing right now? He wants to create, I don't know if he's where and what, um, what stage his police forces in but that's what he wants his own police force like his own Praetorian guard his own brown shirts well that's the the proud boys are they were Trump's brown shirts but DeSantis wants his own brown shirts who don't answer to laws all right rampant cronyism and corruption that's the number 13, friends and associates appoint each other to government positions. Hello. That's the entire Trump administration. Officials use governmental power and authority to protect their friends from accountability. Hello. And that's why the, Trump is losing his mind. And for Papa, what do you think the uh, Jim Jordan's you know, trip to New York was about officials use governmental power and authority to protect their friends from accountability. They're doing all they can to step in front of accountability for this fucking traitor, Trump, traitor Trump. And trust me, I hope, I hope I'm an old lady and I get to see it, but he will, he will be um, considered uh, uh, widely and not just by the normal people. It will be like a, a common knowledge at one time and in the future, not too distant future, but it will be common knowledge and widely just universally accepted that Trump is a traitor. He will go down in history as a traitor. Mark my words. And those who supported Trump will only speak of it in shamed whispers. You can mark those words. The last, number 14, elections are often a complete sham. Now, Republicans would say, well, that's, you know, the, that's the Biden election. He stole the election. Bullshit. Republicans are turning this on its head because they're, to them, they are, they're, they're spreading that elections are a sham because they, they don't have 
they quite don't control it yet. But, you know, the 14 characteristics of fascism is really the 14 characteristics of the Republican Party. So elections are a complete sham, often. Elections may be manipulated by smear campaigns. They, they think that they read this as an instruction manual. Manipulation of the media to control elections. That's Fox News, OAN, Newsmax, all of the right-wing propaganda outlets talking about the stolen election, even though they knew they were lying. That's, I mean, you're looking at the, at the blueprint for fascism right here. And they're fascists. I mean, we're not quite there. Thank God. Thank not just God, the, the people, the patriotic, the actual patriots of the United States who got off their asses and voted these Republicans out of whatever, their, their supposed majority got rid of Trump. Too bad we didn't get the House, unfortunately. Hopefully. <sighs> We need. We will turn it around. Uh, otherwise, it's over. They cannot have power. We need to get power. And and fix this shit. So the Republicans, you know, are are smashed legally and peacefully into history's trash pile where they belong, where they can't do damage. Jesus. Well, and here's uh, the last in the fraudulent, fraudulent elections. Occasional assassination of opposition candidates. What, uh, hang Mike Pence, anyone? Yeah, he's not an opposition candidate. He was standing in the way of the coup, wasn't he? He was part of their plan to... Uh, overthrow the government. That's why Trump was on the phone with him. You're a wimp. You're, you, you know, you got no, you, I should have, I shouldn't have picked you. He was saying to him, he was screaming at him on January 6th to overthrow, to, to take the, the ceremonial role that he had to count the electoral college votes and use it illegally unconstitutionally to throw this to the the election that was already decided by the people but to put it throw it back to the states and they're all a bunch of traitors ted cruz is a traitor we have it on tape lindsey graham is a traitor we have it on tape trump is a traitor we have it on tape and trump is a disgusting horrible person as we know and I don't know why any Republican is really I mean wants to elevate him there were so many opportunities to get rid of him legally and peacefully right they could have gotten they could have joined with the the first impeachment and gotten rid of him or the second one 
or the third i mean i mean or the uh the second one or the not the third was there a third no <laughs> what am i saying they could have there were so there were just so many opportunities not the third impeachment but but just the the coup in general they could have turned their their uh their whole um party against him all they had to do was stay unified and they could have saved this country they would have gotten you know still be horrible people but they would have gone down in history as you know not a bunch of traitors but now they not only are they a bunch of traitors they are they're laughable they are they all debase themselves like Lindsey Graham, let me say, hold on. He, you know, Trump is attacking Lindsey Graham as a progressive now. It doesn't matter that Lindsey goes on TV and begs and cries like, uh, like he's Jim and Tammy Faye Baker rolled into one, begging for money. Send the guy some money. Send him some money. They're trying to, they're trying to bankrupt him. I thought he was a billionaire. They're trying to bleed him. He's a, this is crap. Crap. Help him. Help him, Lord. Help him, Jesus. Jesus, Donald, Jesus, How Trump. How do you do it? You take a, well, if, if you got a pile of crap and you chop it up 34 it's times, crap. it's still a pile of crap. Yes. It's charging. They're trying to smear the guy. The They're guy. trying to take cases that nobody guy. else would take and resurrect them. What a this guy. is literally legal voodoo. What a good guy. Voodoo. Like voodoo economics. It's, they're trying to smear him. They're trying to make him have some accountability for you know, being a, a, a liar when he paid off a porn star. They're trying to, you know, have some accountability for lying on his books, for using campaign funds, and then r recording it fraudulently in his tax records. They're trying to, they're trying to give him a, you know, they're trying to, bankrupt the guy because he's a billionaire but he's gonna be bankrupt because of all these lawyers they they charge like a billion dollars an hour the lawyers so send him a dollar he needs a dollar he needs all your dollars this case will fall like a cheap suit under legal scrutiny. To the conservatives out there, make sure you vote DonaldJTrump.com. Give the man some money so he can fight. So he can fight. He won't be able to fight. This case will fall like a cheap suit under legal so he can fight. He can fight. Thank you, Lindsey Graham. We really how do you do it? You take a, well, if you got a pile of crap and crap. you chop it up 34 times, it's still a pile it's of crap. It's still crap. It's delicious charging. Oh, DonaldJTrump.com. Go tonight. 
Give the president some money to Mommy, fight this bullshit. He's not the president. This is going to destroy America. Bullshit. We're going to fight back at the ballot box. But We're yeah, show sure y'all. In. How does this end, Sean? Trump wins in court, and he wins sure, the election. Sure, sure he this will. That's how this wins. <laughs> yeah. How do you get the 34 counts on this, in your view? How do you do it? You oh, take I don't a, know. Well, if, if you got a pile of crap and you chop it up 34 times, it's, it's still, still a pile, a pile of, crap. of crap. To those who are listening tonight, if you believe Donald Trump is being treated poorly and wrongly, <laughs> stand up and help the man. Pray for our country. Pray for him. Go Shut to DonaldJTrump.com oh and give money so he can defend themselves. This he is doesn't have any money. History. He's just like, he's so poor. He's the poorest of the poor. He's got no money. He's like Jesus. He followed the words of Jesus. He said, give me all your money and follow Jesus. And then he followed Jesus. He gave all his money and followed Jesus. And now they're coming to get him. They're coming to get his the pile of crap with the, co- with the crap. They're saying to give him a dollar, though. He needs a dollar. Does anybody got a dollar for the for the for the president who's not the president? He was barely the president when he was the president because he received fewer votes, fewer times. He's got fewer votes, just like he's got fewer dollars. He needs a lot of dollars. Give me a dollar. Do you got a dollar? It's a pile of crap. I'm a tough guy. I like cursing every now and then. I'll be on TV and I'll say the word bullshit or shit. I'll say shit. I'm a toughie. I I I saw my niche of being a toughie, even though they call me Lady Graham. The male prostitutes of, of Washington, D.C. have a code name for me. It's Lady Graham. I'm not a lady. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a tough guy. I'm telling you all, I'm no longer a lady. I am a bitch. I'm Trump's bitch, and I'm proud. Like to cry? I don't care. Grown men cry when they're talking about a con man who received fewer votes who needs a dollar. Grown men cry. I, I'm tough. I'm a Republican. I'm not tired of doing it all for Trump. Don't worry. Trump is he's treating me like his bitch, and I like it. You should see the way my 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 male prostitutes treat me. I, I, I well, I'm sure when he's, you know, being serviced, he's probably one of these people that wants to be like treated like shit. He like wants to be beaten because <laughs> he hates himself. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he wants to like have them like defecate on him. I mean, that's what's wrong. I don't know. But I, I, there's something wrong with that, in my opinion. Don't do that to me, please. Don't ever try. <laughs> this is the most irresponsible and dangerous yeah, decision sure it by is. a prosecutor in the history of the country. In the whole He's history. Opened up Pandora's box it's against- like the history of, like, we're under the Admiralty rules of 1973 or something. 
and it's just ridiculous. It's like all bullshit, shit. I'm a tough guy. The presidency itself. Hunter Biden yeah, and sure. Joe Biden would be prosecuted under this theory if they're on vacation in South Carolina and made a call to China. This is a danger. What? This is a dangerous bunch of bullshit I'm pulling out of my ass. Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, I just had to say those words because, you know, things are flying a mile a minute and everybody knows that Trump is a kind man except, you know, the dumbasses that keep giving him dollars and dollars and dollars. And if I talk about it enough, they'll put some dollars in my pocket too. To the presidency. This is turning the rule of law upside down to destroy a man, to Donald destroy, J. Trump, who the left fears. Destroy a man, Donald J. Trump. We gotta say the J. The J is for Jesus. But they say the J is for jackass or jackal or 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 jerk. But it is for Jesus. There is no coincidences that they're both called J. J for Jesus, J for jerk off. I mean, jackal. Do not let them get away with this. Don't let vote. them. Show up at the vote. ballot box. Yes, vote. And give me a dollar. DonaldJTrump.com. Give the man some money so he can fight. Because <laughs> he's, he's a billionaire. He needs some money because Rudy Giuliani, you got to see his billable hours. He hasn't been paid since 1973. But he is putting in a lot of hours, and we need dollars, 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 dollars. You got a dollar? You got five dollars? Yeah, I need an Uber. Thank you, Lindsey Graham. We really Thank you. It. Look at your watery eyes, Lindsey. You're not too big to cry. Your arm's too short to cry about Donald J. Trump and God. Oh, my God. Yeah, DonaldJTrump.com put some money in the man's pocket because that if he don't got money, he's like, hey, it's like that's his missing secret ingredient that's not secret. There's just money, 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 money. And it's dollars, dollars, dollars. Here's Lindsey Graham on another show. Well, this is, this is him being a tough guy. I just found this clip of him this was like years ago if people say this is like two-faced where is the lindsey graham of standing up to donald trump what do you say well i'll tell him when i think he's wrong but let me just tell you about the critics um when i worked with president obama and i did on occasion um i was a hero now when i work with president trump i'm two-faced i know how the game's played and i don't give a damn I'm going to do what's best for the country. I like the president. I want to help him. I hope he's successful. He's been a friend to me, and he says some things I don't agree is with. He, so if you don't like really me working with President Trump to make the world a better place, I don't give a shit. And there you have it, Senator Lindsey Graham. <laughs> I don't give a shit. There's your, your upstanding Bible-thumping Republicans. What about the children that were watching CNN and heard Senator Lindsey Graham? I don't give a shit. Really? What about the standards and practices of the FCC? Oh, well, you know, rules for thee, not for me. I don't give a shit. I'm Lindsey goddamn Graham, and I'm, I'm trying to be manly while I'm 
taking it from Donald Trump. Well, Donald Trump is riding me like a borrowed mule, banging me like a broken screen door. Trump rally crowd boos at the mention of Lindsey Graham. Former fucking con man, well, not former con man, present and forever con man, former so-called president, despite receiving fewer votes, Trump, described Lindsey Graham as a progressive from South Carolina. Now, this was today because, you know, he didn't suck him off enough and beg enough for him and, and debase himself enough drawing boos from the crowd no they weren't booing at trump they were booing at lindsey lindsey graham the progressive from south carolina trump told the crowd while talking about trade involving india china and europe the crowd booed at the mention of the senator's name how you feeling lindsey you've uh debased yourself enough no he's a progressive but he's got some good things too okay trump said graham one of the the asshole's staunchest supporters has been among some of his first senate republicans to endorse him for his fake run for president because he wants to be redeemed in the eyes of the world's dictators especially putin who he's embarrassed uh, that he wasn't able to steal the election and he's trying to make it up to putin and as soon as if he is successful he will allow putin to walk all over ukraine and destroy democracy pesky democracy in that region for good It's not the first time Trump has labeled Graham a progressive. Please. During a fundraising dinner in Florida, Trump called him our progressive senator from South Carolina. The former asshole took aim at New Jersey Governor Christie for a big... He's got a big mouth. That's all he's got. So, yeah, I don't know why he called. Why did he call uh, go after Lindsey Graham? He probably didn't sufficiently suck him in Macy's window. As as uh, ferociously as he usually does. All right, that's enough. It's almost midnight. I got so much work to do and I'm pissed off all right my friends my friends i want to thank jim for the super chat even though everything was a shit show tonight and thank you barry for your super chat even though everything was a shit show and pookies mommy thank you for telling me you can't hear john and for your super chat and thank you stephanie for the contribution to a sound engineer hopefully one of these days God, help me. All right, my friends. Listen, listen, listen. You're the best. Thank you, everybody, for putting up with the show and me and 
I don't know. Hopefully we'll be able to get shit working. I'll be able to fix John's interview so I can not completely embarrass myself even further. And yeah, we'll have next time, next uh, show, we'll, we'll let the cats out of the room. There's Francis. Francis is here. Francis. <laughs> you okay, honey? There's Francis. I woke him up. All right, my friends. Thank you, my, my friends. All right, my friends. Thank you, my friends. We will win. We are on the right side of history. We're on the right side of decency, dignity, democracy, humanity. Thank you so much for hanging out. My name is Tara Devlin. I'll see you very soon. <laughs>